Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Today's guest is a lifelong stutterer turned international speaker, helping people who hold back turn fear into action so that they can overcome their inner stutter and unlock their true potential in life. Jose Peranian has avoided speaking almost entirely for more than 25 years due to his debilitating stutter. Jose won the Inspirational Speaker Year of the Award, award in 2017 and has performed stand-up stand comedy in three continents in five languages. He's also been featured in five TEDx talks. He now delivers more inspirational keynotes on inclusion and resilience at organizations, conferences, and educational intuition, institutions worldwide. With more than 3 million plus views on Goalcast and other platforms, Jose has also been featured on Forbes, Now This, CBC, and Global News. This was a very inspirational conversation. Jose is a great guy. We've been trying to connect for about a year. And we got into his story. We got into how he developed his stutter and just how he's navigated life. Very inspirational man. And I know you guys will enjoy this. So let us know what you think. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure to do so wherever you're listening to this. Hit the subscribe button, the follow button, or if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the subscribe button or the bell to stay notified. Also, if you want to support the show, my brand new book that's coming out early spring is now available for pre-sale. The link is in the show description below. You can grab a copy of Mastering Adversity now. Or if you guys want, just share this episode. Or if you feel called to do so, leave us a review on Apple. It's greatly appreciated. Without further ado, Jose Peranian coming right up. Thanks, everybody. If you got value from this, please leave us a review on Apple. Or if you aren't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure to do so, whether you're on CastBox, Spotify, Apple, or if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. And you guys, if you can share this with somebody you need it, or if you feel called to do so, leave us a review. It's greatly appreciated. Also grab a copy of my pre-sale book. It's available on Amazon now below Mastering Adversity, Unlock the Warrior Within, and Turn Your Biggest Struggles into Your Greatest Gifts. It's going to change your life. It's coming out in the early fall. You can grab your pre-sale copy now. All right. Much love, everybody. We will catch you next time. Jose, welcome to University of Adversity, my friend. It's good to finally have you on the show. Thank you, Lance. It's great to be here. And I'll just briefly mention for the sake of your listeners, I do have a stutter. Everyone's internet is working just fine. <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. So we've been meeting to connect for probably about a year now. 
and with different schedules and different things, we're finally come together here now. So I would love to, you got a pretty inspiring story and I would love if you could kind of kick things off around, let's get right into adversity and walk us through what adversity means to you and how you specifically have overcome this in your life. I, I love when you were talking about the fact it took us a year to have this conversation with thinking the adversity of, of having the conversation on this podcast. It's, it's very on brand in terms of how I define adversity, it's really obstacles that you, you genuinely don't know whether or not you will manage to overcome them. Because obviously if you go through something that you're pretty confident about your ability to overcome, that's, that would not really count as a diversity worth thinking about significantly. These might be ch challenges in your, in your day to day. When I think about the adversity that defined most of my life, I think about growing up with a severe stutter in Lebanon and choosing to avoid speaking almost entirely for more than 25 years out of the fear of being judged for sounding different. And if you had asked me at the time, do you think that you will one day overcome this adversity? My answer would have been, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to imagine, and I think for most, not being able to communicate that fast and for you being able to still have the courage to speak, even though like it's, it, I guess what I'm saying is we take it for granted. We take our, our, our speaking for granted sometimes. And I admire the way you've been able to push through something that for most would have probably stopped them in their tracks and they wouldn't have even wanted to speak because it would be so challenging. So what, what made it different for you? Why did you feel the need to push through, through this and 
not only push through, but make speaking as a part of your career, as a part of what you do in this, in this world, including two-time TEDx talks, inspirational speaker year of the award, 2017 international stand-up comedian, like you've performed all over the place and there's probably more since you sent me some of the information, right? Yeah. Why this is, why does somebody that has something like this that is so difficult for most decide to choose that as his profession? That's a great question. And the fact that the bio says two TEDx talks when I have now given five Okay, there we go. Five, ladies and gentlemen, five TEDx talks. Confirms that this this has been a while. Yeah. So well actually no. In in our defense, I did deliver three TEDx talks in the past four to five months. So it would make sense. Well, that just, that just builds the case even more for you, man. Like <laughs> most people don't even do one. Yeah. So I think I have a two part answer to this. On the one hand, what really motivated me was perhaps not the, the promise of my potential, but rather it was the pain of potentially living a life filled with regrets and wasted potential. So when I was in my second year in undergrad at McGill University in Montreal, I remember begging my professors to exempt me from every single presentation. And it's a fear that had, that, that had dominated my every move. And I knew that for an obstacle that to me felt radical, the solution had to be proportionately radical. And in that sense, the only response Ironically, that to face this extreme avoidance was to do the exact opposite. So when I joined as a first step to Toastmasters to overcome what at one point felt like insurmountable fear, it made sense because it was the exact opposite. Same thing with these, same thing with these head up comedy 
add these subsequent milestones. Yeah, I, it's very inspiring because most people don't do that. Most people have something that they feel that they're afraid of, or it may appear as their weakness. And they, the last thing they'll do is face that and utilize that as something that they pursue in their life, never mind avoid, but completely do the opposite and go right at it, which is such a testament to this show is, you know, facing the adversity because those challenges, those struggles, those fears, those insecurities, they're the biggest teachers. And sometimes when we feel limited and we bring that limitation to the surface, we learn so much about ourselves. And we learn that a lot of these things that hold us back are actually not true. And you've proven that from something that most would say would be something that you wouldn't pursue because you know generally people that go and do speaking it's usually something that would be their sh- a strength like they're big communicators it's what they do you know and mm. for you to be able to say look this is very this is something that and most people probably would have this well this will be a let's turn this into a question did some did a lot of people doubt you when you started to pursue this were they like Jose, you're crazy. What are you doing? Like, why would yeah. you do this? So it's a great question because I, n- I never had the goal of becoming a speaker or a comedian. I was merely confronting my fears one situation at a time. So even when I started to challenge myself with public speaking at Toastmasters, for example, the goal was never to become a speaker. And then when I started to challenge myself with comedy, the goal was not to become a comedian, but rather to change my relationship with myself, with my uniqueness and with others through the mechanism of humor. So it was not deliberate. And in in that sense, I did not deal with, with doubts per se from, from the outside world because it didn't have that whole aspect of they said it couldn't be done like okay it's not the that's not the mindset i had at all okay it was more like it was more me using fear as a compass as a radar Mm. be like huh i feel fear when it comes to to this What was the underlying fear of that? Is it judgment of what people think of you? Like, what is the actual fear underneath? Like, what were you afraid of in that, Mm. that you were facing? 
It's a great question. I would say, yeah, it, it, it is the fear of judgment for, for being different. And one exercise I, I, I did for years is I would go to the mall and I would challenge myself by talking to 100 complete strangers every single week. And I, I must have, I must have based tens of thousands of reactions from people throughout that exercise. And I do believe it really changed me at a neurobiological level in terms of consistently experiencing these so-called worst case scenarios. Hmm. I'm interested in understanding how you've learned to improve or to navigate through the stuttering. Like, does it come at sometimes like when you're nervous, is there a way that you realize that under stressful situations, it, 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 it ramps up? Is there a way that you can kind of like calm yourself down psychologically to like work through? Because when you're speaking there, it's, you're pretty clear and then you'll, you'll do it, but like, it's not always. And I'm just curious as to like, what, what triggers it, like what brings it on for you and what are some of the things that you've learned to use to maybe come in and out of it, if that makes sense? Like, have you, or is it just sort of like whenever it happens, it happens. I'm curious to know more about, about that and like what you do. And, and if like maybe in the morning, if you meditate or do breath work or work out, does it make it better? Because I know, and this is a different thing. I know that if I'm really anxious or I have fears or anything else, I know it's completely different, but if I do these things, usually my, everything else kind of operates smoother mm. the brain and my reaction. So I'm curious as to, you know, what that looks like for you with this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on the one hand, I use a breathing technique. I take a deep breath every few words to control the stuttering. And this, this technique has been very effective. I go through ups and downs and the more I do the exercise of talking to strangers, the more control I end up get gaining over the stutter. Hmm. So that's one part of it. In terms of habits, absolutely. When I start my day with a Vipassana meditation and or with a session of Wim Hof breathing or of conscious connected breathing, and or the gym, these are all habits that definitely contribute to my speaking and my overall state of mind in a very positive manner. That's, that's not to say that it has 
an amazing impact on the on the fluttering space typically however the overall the overall the overall attitude and mindset are are way more uh, optimal did you were you born with it mhm okay yeah yeah so i've always had it it in fact I'm told that as soon as I was maybe two or so years old, some, some disfluency was already identified hmm. in my speaking. Yeah. I wonder how, what, I wonder what caused it. I, I mean, it's interesting to know, like, I mean, it's how, how these things come in. Like it's, did, so, so you, yeah, I guess when you first started speaking, you had it then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they say, yeah, it's in the brain. It's in the area that handles speaking. There's some, some, the, something. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating the brain, how it works, you know, and, and we just take it for granted, like our mm -hmm. brain and just like being able to have a conversation we take for granted, being able to see somebody's facial cues and think and influence and laugh it's like it's such a gift that we don't think about mm. you know like it's 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 something that we we're so used to it that we don't we don't appreciate what our brain is doing it's like it's it it's just to me having conversations like this around this it's like wow okay we got to really take a step back and realize like what a gift it is that we are able to to be able to communicate at all. Absolutely. And over the past few years, I, I have really gained a deep appreciation to holding conversations with people, which is something I had avoided most of my life. So I can really enjoy the ability to have these the deeper connections with others what's your how do you react when you meet somebody else who stutters like how what's that like how does your like what does that look like are you it, shocked or is it like oh like what's that like yeah so the fir first time that happened was I think it was, well, one of the first times was, was when I went to do a speech improvement program in the UK when I was 17 and I met a lot of people who stuttered in the same room and that was odd. Yeah. The first time I. I was in a room filled with other people who stutter. It, it was both odd and comforting at the same time to meet all of these people be, because inherently stuttering can be an isolating experience, especially if you end up avoiding people and speaking and you stay 
in your room. So the opportunity to connect with others who know exactly what you go through. And I think this applies to all types of su support systems through which you end up interacting with people who know exactly what you are going through. What is your mission and what is your goal that you want to achieve with this? Is it more speaking? Is it book writing? Like what is your, what are you inspired to do in the next five years? Uh, I think within, I think within most goals, there's both a selfish and a selfless. And I would say the initial drive was definitely around wanting to achieve some degree of self-mastery and overcoming these fears that were controlling me. So one aspect of it is self-mastery. And then the other aspect is having an impact. The impact as a goal only emerged for me when I started to hear from people who had heard me speak and who reached out to me to share that they are going through their own type of adversity and they really benefited from hearing my message. When I experienced those interactions and experienced these moments as being truly fulfilling and heartwarming and moving, that's when I realized that impact was inevitably the other part of this mission. So it would be inaccurate of me to say that, that it's always been about wanting to have an impact. No, because at first I was definitely more focused on how do I overcome this adversity to not live a miserable life filled with regrets fears and, and wasted potential. And once I was able to, to make some progress and then reach these milestones that my younger self would have deemed absurdly impossible, when I then would hear from all of these people around the world who shared how my talks would impact them, that it became the other side of my mission, which is having an impact. And this can occur through more speaking, as well as, as you mentioned, through writing a book, which is one of the things I I'm currently working on. Yeah, writing a book is a very cathartic process. Yeah. How, how has that been for you? 
it's it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because even if even if not one person ever read it it was such a it was such a great journey for me just mm. the process of first of all overcoming the belief that I'll say for me specifically that I'm not a writer mm. or what do I know? Nobody cares. And mm -hmm. look, having a podcast helped me through that a lot, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, but it was overcoming that initial hurdle and, and seeing others believe in what I wanted to do. And then mapping that out was a challenge. Like, how do I best tell the story? What is the book going to yeah. look like? And then it's like, okay, you have the plan, you have all that. And it's, you're okay. It's time to write. And that initially is a roadblock mm. that you just need to write. And Seth Godin talks about this and he, he talks about writer's block as it being almost like a myth or I forget how he says it, but he was talking about how you just write, you know, you just, just do it and it just starts to flow. Mm -hmm. And it's, it was something that initially to be honest with you man i i had to do a lot of it speaking to transcribe at first i wrote a lot of it as well but because i'm a great communicator and speaking it's a lot harder it was very hard for me to type i and you know i never went to school or anything like that i did but i didn't do very well <laughs> and i never really became a great typer so mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know this so i'm kind of telling it for the first time but you know, not, not being, you know, I'm so used to being on the phone too, that I, I do everything on the phone. So when it came to typing, it was like, wow, this is, this is tough. Took me a while, but I forced myself to start typing. And that right there was like a battle through a story that was just bullshit that I was telling myself, you know, and there was a lot of these little things that I overcame. And by the end of it, you know, going back and forth and there's just, there's always something else. And then you got to go deeper and you got to elaborate. And you know, it's, it's very therapeutic and it gets to the point where you put, you get to revisit a lot of things depending on how deep the story is. And it was just a, it was a powerful experience. I appreciate you asking. And mm -hmm. I highly recommend any of you out there who are listening. A lot of you are in the personal development world and, you know, or you're looking for personal transformation and inspiration. You know, you all have a story and you, you all have a book in you. It's just a matter of believing and getting over that hurdle because it's, it really is just a battle with yourself, overcoming yourself every day. Right. And that's a uh, very good point. Yeah. And it's almost like the, the journey of writing that book is as valuable as actually writing the book. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because the, the framework of the book was like, I couldn't have finished it all in one sitting because part of it, I had to live more life experience in order to finish that part. So now if I didn't have that life experience, that one perspective would have, it would have been missing out on another. So that's, that's what is interesting about books. And there's, there, it's also like, it's always going to evolve. And, and it's like, you eventually just need to say, all right, this is it because you could go back and change it. But yeah, it's a really great way of getting real with yourself. 
Mm. Oh, and, and it's great that you're writing it. What, what are you, what are you going to write about? Like what's, what do you, around this or is it around something else? I'm curious. Yeah. I'm still in the early phases. I would say the main topic would be that everyone has what I call an inner stutter. And this could be the fear of rejection, the fear of judgment, as, as we were saying earlier, the fear of failure, even the fear of success. And I would also go through a process on how to identify and overcome these inner stutters that, that get in the way of the fulfillment of our potential. I love that. That's so true. That's such a great concept because we all have that. And how, how do we navigate the inner stutter that stops us from moving forward? Yeah. Because if you think about it physically, the act of stuttering is an act of holding back, right? So if you, if you look at it more as a metaphor for how one lives life, then there are areas of life where someone might do the equivalent of the stuttering. So if you're in a meeting or in a group setting, you want to speak up and you remain quiet, that's a stutter. If you are at a party or an event and you want to say hi to someone and you hold back, that's a stutter. If you want to write a book and you are telling yourself a story about not being a writer or whatnot, that too is an inner stutter. And one thing I love to speak about is this myth that transformation occurs through a singular breakthrough moment. I think a lot of people want to believe that one breakthrough moment is going to occur, something will click, and then they will go and run under the rain with dramatic music playing in the background. I have not found that to be the case. For me, it's been what I call millions of micro moments of bravery during which I repeatedly do what I do not want to do. So if you ever see me at a comedy club right before I'm about to go up on stage, either I'll be, 
I'll be meditating or before doing that, I'll be, I'll be terrified. And I'll look at the stage, I'll look at the audience and I'll think I'm about to go up there. And these thoughts will still occur even after hundreds of stand-up comedy performances in three continents and four languages, I will still have these thoughts. And to me, that speaks to the fact that the, the fear never goes away. It's really about allowing fear and action to coexist. What advice do you have for somebody that's struggling with adversity right now? To not wait for the fear or the discomfort to go away before you start taking the action that you know will take your life to another level. It is tempting to wait for the perfect or the ideal circumstances to start taking action. When in reality, fear and action can coexist. So having that mindset, I do think is crucial. It was for me. I would also emphasize, as you mentioned earlier, Lance, the importance of cultivating habits of self-support of mental wellness, whether that is breath work, meditation, even walks in nature. These are, are all strategies that can facilitate the journey of overcoming adversity. In, in, in themselves, they are not the whole journey of overcoming adversity, but they are effective tools and strategies that really can facilitate that journey of overcoming adversity. And perhaps one other thing I would add is that facing this adversity will take you to places that you would simply not have gone to in the absence of these obstacles in the first place. Would I have ever become a stand-up comedian or a a TEDx speaker or a keynote speaker in the absence of the adversity, the answer is no. Mm. So there is magic that can certainly unfold whenever we do face the adversity in our lives. Well said, my friend. Well said. Where can we find you and learn more about you? 
you can connect with me on Instagram. Yes, way, Jose. I love that. <laughs> way, Jose. With a Z or with a Z if you're American. And, and then LinkedIn is just my full name, Jose Peranian. Perfect. Jose, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thank you for, for having me. As soon as I came across your, your podcast, the, the whole messaging theme and your vibe as, as a host, all those things really resonated with me. So I'm happy we, we had the opportunity to to have this conversation today, Lance. Likewise, man. And I'm sure we'll be sharing the stage one day together. Yeah, I look forward to it. I was in Mexico not long ago, so I'll, I'll let you know the, the next time uh, I'm there. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. If you got value from this, please leave us a review on Apple. Or if you aren't subscribed to the podcast yet, make sure to do so, whether you're on CastBox, Spotify, Apple, or if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. And you guys, if you can share this with somebody you need it, or if you feel called to do so, leave us a review. It's greatly appreciated. Also grab a copy of my pre-sale book. It's available on Amazon now below Mastering Adversity, Unlock the Warrior Within, and Turn Your Biggest Struggles into Your Greatest Gifts. It's going to change your life. It's coming out in the early fall. You can grab your pre-sale copy now. All right. Much love, everybody. We will catch you next time.